there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. It had been three nights since the sound had first started, and Sarah was sure now that it was, in fact, getting louder. Or maybe not necessarily louder, but that the source of it was definitely getting closer to the house. She slipped on her soggy boots and grabbed the heavy flashlight by the back door, secretly praying she wouldn't find anything out there. That seemed unlikely, though, seeing as how tonight, the strange moaning was coming from right outside the windows. Sarah wasn't usually the one who investigated these types of things, noises and the dark, but her husband was asleep and she was beginning to feel as if whatever circled her house had something to do with why he slipped out of consciousness the way he did. She shuddered when the image of her husband's face flashed through her mind. His features changed so quickly, like a switch. It was subtle the first few times, and he always came back, but not tonight. And she felt so guilty, but she was relieved when he crumpled on the kitchen floor. She opened the back door and was hit with an icy chill, laced with tiny snowflakes. For a moment, she considered taking the shotgun leaning by the door, but opted instead for the axe. She'd used it plenty of times on firewood, and swinging it would be much quieter than a shotgun blast, because as afraid as she was of what might be out there, she found herself more afraid of waking up the man on the floor. Before she could stop herself... She looked back and saw the same scowl plastered on his face, even as it was pressed against the pink and yellow flowers of the dining table rug. She quickly grabbed the axe and went out into the night. The addition of a few fresh inches of snow made it impossible to miss the long, dragging tracks that went around the house. Sarah shined the flashlight against the ground. She gripped the handle of the axe tighter as she realized that even though the shape of the prints in the snow weren't human, not quite, whatever had made them walked on two feet. Sarah spun towards the noise behind her, sweeping the beam of light over the open field behind their house. Movement in the paddock to her left caught her eye, and she pointed her flashlight towards the barn. Staring back at her were the dozens of eyes of the animals who for some reason all decided to abandon the warmth of the barn but they weren't watching her. Sarah turned again and saw what her animals did. She began shouting before it sunk in what it was that she was seeing. Get away, she screamed. The figure, covered in thin fur but otherwise naked, stood on two legs and stared at Sarah with black eyes that flashed against the light. Then it looked towards the house, opened its mouth wide, and let out another low moan. A strong gust of wind nearly knocked Sarah off her feet before it blew open the back door of the house with an ear-splitting slam. 
The creature's eyes locked onto the open doorway, and it began to drag its feet towards the warm yellow light that poured from it. No! Sarah yelled. She dropped the flashlight into the snow and lifted the axe with both hands. I said get away! The blade came down with a loud swish through the air, grazing the creature's thin shoulder. It looked at her, and then looked down at the gash that was already spilling blood. Sarah... Her husband's voice was deeper and angrier than she'd ever heard it. She looked and saw his silhouette in the doorway bend as he grabbed the shotgun. The creature opened its mouth, raised its thin arms towards the sky, and started to make its sound again. Her husband stumbled, nearly falling face first into the snow. No, go away! Sarah shouted, raising the axe above her head again. Get out of here! The sound stopped. With its mouth still open, the creature turned its head to look at Sarah. Slowly, it lowered its arms and closed its mouth. After giving one last look at her and then her husband, it turned and retreated into the darkness. Sarah let the axe head fall to the ground. She heard her husband's heavy footsteps and let the handle slip from her cold, wet fingers as she turned to embrace him. But he was not walking towards her. "'Sarah,' he called, having not seen her in the dark. Sarah's heart dropped, and a chill not caused by the cold air ran through her body. That was her husband's voice, but barely, with so much hate and anger sharpening its edges. She found herself backing into the same darkness as she watched him approach the paddock. He lifted the shotgun barrel and dropped it behind the fence.' Sarah's eyes were long accustomed to the night by now, and the flash of the shotgun blast left blinding white spots in her vision, but the terrified animal sounds were enough to paint a picture of what had been on the other side of that barrel. Sarah, don't keep me waiting. A lump rose in Sarah's throat as hot tears welled in her eyes and stung her cold red cheeks. Why did he have to wake up? Then she realized her mistake. She turned and ran, following the oddly shaped footsteps in the snow. Wait! She shouted. Come back. Sarah, come back here. Please, she called out, hoping the creature was still close enough to hear her. She saw something twitching in the blackness. The creature emerged blood now covering its arm, side, and spilling down its leg. I'm so sorry, please help me, she cried. The creature looked at her for a painfully long moment. Sarah. The sounds of the scared animals drew the creature's attention. It opened its mouth and let out its slow moan. Come out, Sarah. Her husband's words slurred, and she heard a thud in the snow. As fast as she could, she ran to him. Shh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, she whispered to the animals huddled in the corner. Their cries were so loud. Shh, 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 please, please be quiet. The shotgun had fallen a few inches away from his outstretched hand. Four dimples in the snow marked where the spent shells had fallen, 
If it was fully loaded when he grabbed it, then there was only one round left. The barrel was closest to her, but was still smoking. So Sarah carefully reached for the stock. She wrapped her fingers around it and lifted it out of the snow. Then she started to run. But the sudden movement sent the already panicked animals in a frenzy, screaming and stomping. Nothing could have stayed asleep through that. She heard something dragging itself on the ground, and then the heavy hand slaps against the soggy snow as something crawled on all fours behind her. Sarah, don't run from me, said her husband in a groggy voice. His wet hand wrapped around her ankle, sending her flying into the snow and mud. He dragged her back to him, farther and farther away from the shotgun that had fallen from her hands. She dug and clawed, pulling up clumps of limp grass that had failed to help her pull herself free. But then she found the smooth, solid handle of the axe in the mud. Let me go, she said, kicking her other foot. Please don't make me do it. Then she slipped through the mud even faster. She turned the handle so that the blunt end faced forward and brought it up and back as hard as she could at that angle. And she swung. She heard a wet squelch as it sunk into the mud. Sarah. She tugged it free, but he was too close now to swing it without crushing his skull. And as terrified as she was, she still hoped that her husband was in there somewhere. Pushing herself onto her back with her free leg, she sat up and drove the muddy sole of her boot against his jaw. She grabbed the butt of the axe handle in both hands, and with the head of it dangling over his wrist, she slammed it down as hard as she could. She heard the deep crack of the bones in his arm, and his grip fell away. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she repeated as she pulled herself free. I'm so sorry. She picked up the shotgun, but he didn't respond. His face flipped back and forth between the face of the person she knew, twisted in pain, and the face of someone else, now even angrier than before. Slow, dragging footsteps crunched through the fresh snow as the creature entered the beam of the flashlight, still shining from where it fell in the mud. Its two all-black eyes squinted against the brightness, and it looked even paler now that half of its body was covered in dark red blood. Please help him. Sarah pleaded, backing farther from her husband, desperate to keep the shotgun out of his reach. The creature raised its good arm and opened its lipless mouth and inhaled the winter air deep into its lungs. But as the sound began to reverberate from its throat, Sarah felt a switch flip in her brain. Her face relaxed and then she felt it furrow itself into a mask of hate and rage. She could see the shotgun raise in her hands, but was unable to stop herself from resting the butt of the stock against the groove between her chest and her shoulder, before the creature's voice could fully wrap itself around her and lure her into unconsciousness. She faced it, raised the barrel, and aimed. everyone. In between our stories, we like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. 
For September, we decided to highlight the People's Fund of Maui. This is a nonprofit dedicated to providing direct financial support to those affected by the Maui wildfires. You can find out more and donate at peoplesfundofmaui.org or from the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. I never realized just how weird and haunted my childhood home was until my best friend moved in and told me all the weird things that happened to him and his family. All the things I ignored or pushed to the back of my brain started making their way to the surface. We shared all of our stories of the house and on occasion had some weird experiences together while we would be playing video games in his bedroom that used to be the attic. But this is probably the weirdest thing we had happened to us. I don't remember my dreams often, but when I do, I always suspect they are more than just dreams. This dream was about this childhood home. In the dream, it was almost like the ghosts of the original owners were playing out what had happened to them. The house looked very much how I remembered it from when I lived there, but I was my current age in the dream. I remember being in the living room and watching a couple having an argument. They were wearing older style clothes and were kind of see-through. The husband was getting very agitated and grabbing the wife by the arm and yelling. The wife yelled at their young daughter to run up the stairs and the wife was trying to get away from the husband. She succeeded in wiggling out of his hands and ran up the stairs behind the daughter. The husband then opened the basement door, grabbed an axe, and raced up the stairs after his wife and child. I didn't go up the stairs after them. I just, like, popped into my old bedroom doorway, looking out onto the upstairs landing slash hallway area. I then watched as the husband killed his wife and child with the axe right in front of the attic door. I woke up and thought that was just a super weird dream. The next day, I went to school and sat down by my best friend and said to him, I had the weirdest dream about your house. He just looked at me strangely and was like, was there a couple and a kid in it? I was surprised and I responded, uh, yeah, and an axe. And he was like, I think we had the same dream last night. So we went back and forth, telling each other the dream from start to finish, pausing for the other one to fill in the next part. Our dreams matched exactly. The only exception is in his dream, the house looked exactly how it looked today, with all his stuff in the house, instead of how I remember it from when I lived there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anadine Vaughn and Cameron Helquike. 
If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold its gate.